0: Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Zach, and for some reason, apparently, you decided you should pause when you said the name, which is a little <laughs> bit awkward. But we'll let it go.
0: It's because it's a special. It's a special episode, Zach. That's. I wanted to remind everybody, it's the Mental Mindset Podcast.
1: Yeah, there's literally nothing special. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, pretty big. I think it's cool. Uh, Episode 10. So we've made it uh, 10 weeks here, right? Pretty cool for us. I think it's a, I don't know, something I thought we could do pretty easily, but I feel like, you know, taking the time and really like forcing yourself to make sure you stick to that schedule and get those things done is important. Um, So I think it's something to be proud of. I think it's been really cool and I'm excited to see what continues to happen just based on the growth we've had so far.
0: Hell yeah, man. It's been one of those things where it's like, holy shit. Two and a half months, we've made it, right? Like it's uh, when we first started this. I, you and I both didn't really know what to to kind of expect. You you had mentioned that like you've been on podcasts before, you've done podcasts, and like sometimes they fail for whatever reason. But like you and I have found a way to kind of stick it through, and we haven't even had a guest yet. And people keep listening, which is what must, must mean they really enjoy our voices. But we do have guests lined up. I do promise you guys that uh, that is definitely something that we're looking forward to getting started. Um, but yeah. Ten episodes, like I can't believe it. Um, but I, w- we say that now. But in in uh, ninety episodes, when we hit a hundred, we won't believe that one either. So it's it's all about the the even big numbers,
1: you know. I think we should. You you skipped over fifty, which is probably something you shouldn't have forgotten. But I'll take a hundred. I'm in. We're good with it. So. Go big or go home. That's I'd say important. I'd say probably before episode fifteen, we're gonna try to have our first guest on. You know, we got a couple other things maybe we're gonna talk about or whatever. But I'd say before episode fifteen, we're probably gonna try to start introducing guests. Uh, I'm excited for it. I always enjoy getting some perspective from other people, so I think you know that's just gonna add a whole nother layer to what we do. For sure man
0: and I mean I like a, like we know, you've got a head coach lined up I've got a doctor lined up uh, I've got an athletic trainer lined up uh, we've got uh, the coaches um, from a, from a soccer program lined up and we have a few different things lined up people just waiting in the queue uh, honestly just waiting for us to give them the go ahead right we wanted to make sure we established ourselves and had uh, kind of loyal listeners and so far we do um, and now it's time to kind of expand this and, and make it even bigger than it already is so i'm uh, I'm pumped.
1: Super pumped.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I need something to be pumped about because the best sporting event besides March Madness uh, literally ended yesterday because we're taping on a Monday instead of a Friday. So, uh, but the Masters, man, the Masters, uh, one of the greatest golf tournaments of all time. Uh, Just the history, the legacy that it brings, the Augusta National stories, um, and and just the amazing moments and, and the way that athletes rise to the
1: occasion. So. I could. I literally have been like salivating, waiting to have this conversation with you because okay. I'm so excited about what's about to like. I just know that you as as the sports psychologist and what you kind of work through with with athletes. I feel like this is just this is the perfect example of a, of. A really good story and a really hard story. So
0: all right. And if anyone's wondering, he really is drooling. Like he's truly salvating. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's really
1: happening. So I'll start with I'll start with the guy who didn't win, Cam Smith. The twelfth hole absolutely has a meltdown.
0: Yeah man, I mean seeing Cam blow up like that was actually a little surprising to me, right? So he obviously he he hit this first into the water. He then drops in a in a place you can judge him for if you want to. Um but like obviously that distance was something he felt comfortable with and then he overshot it and then he scrambles to make make triple. Right? And and it's it's sad because Cam is Probably one of the better examples of like mental toughness and mental skills and like this idea of like you can see him taking deep breaths and kind of practicing imagery and visualization before he's hitting. And then all of a sudden this happens and it was like one of those like I think the moment just got to him when I when I was really thinking about it and watching it. You could just tell it was like okay, something's like going on. Like he knew that he had to make some shots. He knew he had to put some scores on there, and I think that's why he he overshot it the the, the second time on his drop. I think he was just like, I got to stick this close. Like I, I got to save bogey here, otherwise it's gone. And when that happens, sometimes you overthink things, you overcook it, and 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 you end up scrambling and making triple. So it was really surprising to see. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I mean he then bounced back and, and had i think he had a birdie or two after that. So it's and that's the one of the things i posted a video on Thursday about the masters and i was talking about what makes these guys so amazing is not what they what they do like when they are doing well uh, but like what they do when they mess up, right? Like you and i if we blow up on 12 and have a 6, i no, guarantee you a uh, 13 14 <laughs> 15. Yeah. Like we're now we're now getting sixes all over the scorecard, right? But the ability to like bounce back and be like next shot, the next one, the next one, the next one, like that kind of stuff is so valuable. And and even when they're playing well, right? Like like when you look at Scheffler, like the, the idea of like this, uh the ability to, to stay so consistent, you can talk about 18, but like at the end of the day, Max Homa tweeted, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he said, he said, at the end of the day, you share just six-putted so that you can say, I six-putted 18 to win the Masters because he had earned that right by playing so consistently and staying so true to
1: himself and staying so level-headed, you know? Definitely. And I want to get into that a little bit more. Um, I want to talk about that a little more. But I think just to go back to Cam Smith really quick, it was interesting because you could see... It was. I think you're spot on with what you're saying where he almost was trying to over-pursue after he had those things happen, right? So he then got into his own head a little bit of, I need to be more aggressive rather than playing his normal shots. Um, and you started to see almost some normalities of his game, right? Like he typically will, he, he'll rip a ball left if that's on his drives. He, that's his kind of natural tendency and that's where he struggles um, is typically to the left. And you started to see that kind of thing happen, or you started to see, you know, he was forcing himself to get into opp- or areas, I shouldn't even call them opportunities because they weren't really great, but he was forcing <laughs> himself into places where all of the sudden he's scrambling to try to make a second, a third shot, uh, rather than just letting the, letting the game come to him and trying to really focus on what he needed to do. He was trying to do too much, ultimately putting himself in a bad spot, right?
0: Yeah, man. And I mean, and the important thing is that, like on 11, like Cam birdied and Sheff- and Scheffler parred and on 10, they both had bogey. So like Cam had gained a stroke and I think his mentality was like, I, I got to attack, right? Like this is my time. Like I-, I I'm, I'm within, I think it was like three strokes at that time. And he's like, I-, I have to, I have to go for this. And I think that's, I think it just, that's what makes golf and those moments. And honestly, what Tiger Woods, did and has done in the past so amazing like you expected tiger to hit those shots and he did right and i mean even yeah he finished plus 13 at the masters this year but whatever dude the guy literally broke his leg seven eight months ago so like it's amazing to see him out there just even playing golf um and and he had an amazing few rounds right like and he hit shots that you were just like whoa that's old tiger uh and and for all those all the golf fanatics like us like he, he has announced that he'll be playing at the open at St. Andrews. He doesn't know about the PGA championship yet, but that's, that's exciting too. But, but yeah, speaking of cam, like, I mean, this is how we finished right after his six, he went, he went par bogey, birdie, birdie, par, par. Right. So like after his triple, he shot one under insane, right? Like this ability to be like, Oh, I just blew up and be like, mm, well, moving on. And it's like, that's the mental skill aspect behind that is so valuable and so important. Um, it, it's, it's awesome to see. And, and, you know, it was, it was cool speaking of like mental skills and the masters like tiger did it. Uh, and it was in the second or first round, he was in the pine and you saw that he had to get the ball up fast and he had to hit it hard. It was his hardest swing that he's yet had to do up to that point, And you saw him close his eyes, right? Like they had a beautiful shot of him, like closing his eyes and you saw him take a real deep breath, hold it and then let it go like a beautiful mental like preparation for himself. And then he hit the exact shot he wanted to, and he was really pumped for it. It was just so awesome to see like in real life, like these applications and these, the ability for, for like top tier athletes to be exemplifying the stuff that like I do every single day working with um, other athletes, you know, like as a, as a mental skills coach and a, and a sports psych consultant, like seeing it in real
1: life and in person, it's so cool. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know the at the end when cam came off the golf course um i don't remember who the reporter was but she had grabbed him and started to like ask some questions and basically just like hey cam how do you feel about 12 like i know it's frustrating but like what's going through your mind right now um and you know your immediate reaction of somebody watching is like he's gonna snap like this is it like he is pissed and he was Mm -hmm. just like oh you know it was a tough day and tough hole but we got ourselves back after it and you know unfortunately that's uh that's something that's gonna sting for a little while but I'm gonna learn from it and I'm gonna build off of it and I think that's huge right that shows you the mindset that he has going into this where it's about growth it's not about oh man I just failed it's yep I struggled I I stumbled a little bit I struggled but I'm gonna learn from it and the next time around it's not gonna happen again so I think that was huge for him as well um and then to go back to Scheffler a little bit and, and the 18th hole and, and everything you were just talking about, I guess for me, um, it was interesting to watch. And like, I really like to watch the last, especially as the leaders coming in, I really like to watch that whole situation. Typically it's the person, you know, in the last group, unless there's a huge meltdown. Um, mm-hmm. But It was cool to watch him. Like you said, he's very level-headed. He's very – he kept the same approach. You could tell he was breathing and and taking his time. He was hitting the shots he wanted to hit. Then he gets up there, and I think emotion started to kick in a little bit. They kind of were showing him as he was walking up 18. You know, the whole crowd's there. They're cheering. He understands at this point, right, like, I've won the Masters. I'm going to win the Masters. You could see he started to tear up a little bit maybe. And then he gets over this pot, right? So now your adrenaline's pumping, your heart's going. You're in your mind of like, all right, I'm about to win the Masters. This is crazy. Misses the first pot. And it like, pot that he made, all four days. It wasn't this extreme pot. He was pretty close. Yeah. Misses the first one, right? And it's like, oh, all right, the yips a little bit, right? It happens. He goes back over that one, and he misses the second one. And his reaction was hilarious because he immediately grabbed his mouth and smiled and was like, oh, shit, it's happening. Yeah, Yeah. and so, like, it was one of those situations where, like, he almost took extra time after that had happened to, like, okay, I have to reset, I have to breathe a little bit here. And you see his caddy come over, which I think is an interesting part, and I want to get your perspective on. Mm -hmm. His caddy comes over, immediately kind of says – just a word or two to him, right? But kind of calms him down, and then he gets over that putt. All obviously makes it wins the Masters. But um, I guess I'd like to hear a little bit about your thoughts of of that situation, and then the caddy, you know, coming over as well.
0: Yeah, man. So that there's a lot to to decompress and, and think about there, right? And 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 on a side note, going back to Cam Smith, the, the guy still won eight hundred seventy thousand dollars, so I think he's going to be just fine um and he will eventually he he will eventually win a master's uh and my guess would be in the next year or two uh but yeah but going back to Scheffler right like the the we can call it a meltdown we can call it just the emotions getting the best of him. but like it, it's hard to imagine yourself there right like uh Bubba Watson is one of my he's got one of my favorite quotes
1: I'm not to totally interrupt you I'm so sorry about that but the, you just said that and it reminded me so we'll go back but Yeah, Um, yeah. they had him in the cabin afterwards. And again, I like to watch, like even after it's one, I like to hear what, you know, they're they're going to say in the cabin and everything. And Jim Nance asked him, when was the first time you thought about actually being the winner of the Masters? And he said, well, it's just starting to kick in now because I didn't give myself the opportunity before this. And that speaks to his mentality of days not over. I need to go win a tournament. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, man,
0: he's he's uh, he's a special person. Uh, there's no doubt, and and he's obviously got someone in his corner that's that's working with him hard, uh, and he's taking it to heart, and he's really putting the effort in. Um, but yeah, going back to my to my story before you finger waved me, Sorry. Uh, which it's it's okay, that's all right. People can't see that, but I can. And it's like yeah, he, he just waved his finger at me like Matumbo. Um, but anyway, it's it's one of those things where I think for him, uh, the ability to to just laugh after he missed that fifth putt right? Like after he missed his fifth shot, his, his second putt, like he just laughed and you, and you're right. He's caddy came over and he hugged him. And like, while that was happening, I, it, it made me think of like, you know, I don't think we give enough credit to caddies, right? Like they are, they have to know their athletes so perfectly, right? Like, how do you, how do I calm my athlete down when they're, having a, a, an anxiety freak out right or like how do i how do i get them to to feel relaxed or get them to feel comfortable or get them to feel ready like caddies play a really really important role and that's why like the good caddies get paid a good amount of money right i mean and yeah like it, it, you look it up like some people don't pay their caddies well but the right caddy can really save your day you know what i mean um So, I mean, his caddy obviously said something, probably something like, dude, just put the ball in the hole. Like, who knows what he said? I don't know Scheffler's true personality. Uh, What I do know is that it's really nice to see a very authentic and genuine human being uh, just be authentic and genuine in their conversations, right? Like, the guy is just so – I feel like he's just a normal day person. Right, like he doesn't seem like a, an elite athlete to you. Like he talks like an everyday person. Uh, family is huge to him, and they made that very prevalent. But like he just talks about how he's like, I'm tired, right? Like, I mean, that's I loved him. He was just like, he's like, I'm probably gonna go home and spend some time with my wife and my family. I, I'm really tired. I mean, the guy's won what four of his last six starts. Yeah, I mean that's absurd. The guy's on a run. He's made more money than you and I will ever sniff. Um, and and in these past month and the past 57 days that's insane it's it, he's on a tear uh, and there's a, he's the quickest to ever get to the number one in the world and rightfully so the guy is playing unbelievable golf right uh and i mean but there's there's other stories besides just scheffler that i was like i want to talk about that we can i want to definitely talk about rory and his absolutely amazing performance a bogey free round uh and just shooting eight under like that is first off ridiculous on a sunday but two uh, this one can be quick because it's it's more of a personal vendetta. I, I just loved watching Bryson DeChambeau completely implode on himself. It was like my favorite thing to do.
1: Couldn't uh, agree, just, couldn't agree with you more. And yeah, it's, it's a- it literally is specifically because of how he plays golf. And I don't, I don't get me wrong, right? These guys are all long ball guys; they can smack it, um, but there's no mentality in my mind to the way that Bryson plays the game because he literally walks up, hits the ball as far as he can, and then decides, all right, now I'm just going to chip. Where, again, a guy like Camp Smith, a guy like uh, Scheffler, you could see there was a mental, I need to hit this shot here, then I'm going to you know, produce this shot and, and go here. There was a, a plan in place to try to play the game, where DeShambeau just gets up, smacks the ball as hard as he can, hopes it's in play and then goes from there. And I I literally, I literally can't stand him, especially after there was a story that came out where he was freaking out on the rep for the uh, the driver because it wasn't like perfectly how he wanted it. Yeah. Suck suck a bag, dude. Suck a bag. It's not that's not how golf works. My club is not perfectly set up. Guess what? If I swing and I miss the ball or I go 300 yards right, it's not because my club. And it's the same thing with him.
0: Yeah, dude, I mean he he barely beat out VJ Singh. All credit to VJ. I mean, VJ like what sixty-nine years old now. Yeah, yeah like he's got to close. He's he's old. And, and Bryson once called Augusta a par sixty-seven for him, and then he shot a seventy-six and an eighty. I he's still a professional. I understand. I, I haven't I haven't hit over eighty in three years. Self brag right there. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I also don't play Augusta National from the tips. So. You take it for what it is. But my point is, is like these guys are playing at an elite level and the call a course a par 67. I think that's what gives Augusta the the name that it has, right? Like someone who disrespects it. And then the course just literally bitch slap them, which I love. Um, so I hope he enjoys the Saudi league because that'll be a good time. But going back to Rory, right? Like, I mean, the guy was electric. He was the Rory that like he used to be when he was the number one player in the world for so long, right? Like, I mean, dude, the guy, the guy shot eight under, he shot a 32 and a 32 for a 64. Like, It's insane. And his shot on 18.
1: I was just going to say, let's just talk about how it all ended because good Lord, did he have a day, but to chip out of the bunker on 18 for a birdie, unbelievable shot. And even better when, uh, uh, Colin, uh, What's his last name? Mar- what is it? Colin Morikawa. Yes. To Literally, same bunker, same shot. They both hole out on 18. Yep. Like What an awesome story that was too. But uh, ultimately, I mean, Rory, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. I think he's kind of cocky sometimes. Um, it just comes off bad sometimes, which it may not even be who he really is as a person. But as a golfer, mm-hmm. like, just not my first choice of cheering. I'm a big uh, Dustin Johnson guy. So, but still to watch him just march his way down that course and just turn in a score that was unbelievable. I mean, I almost couldn't help but root for him a little bit just in what he was doing.
0: Yeah, man, I think my favorite moment was just listening to the commentators be like, this is an impossible shot, right? And then all of a sudden, and then you hear him go, something's possible. And I was like, (laughs) as it's just falling in the hole, I mean, it's just, again, it's what makes golf such an amazing, amazing sport. Uh, whether, whether you're a fan of sports, whether you're a fan of like elite performances, whether you're a fan of people, um, just like combining and getting together for things like the masters is just one of those things where like, even if you don't watch golf, you, you you know, about it,
1: you hear about it, you know, definitely. Absolutely. It, it's funny, too, because, like, I don't watch every tournament, right? I don't – I watch the big ones, typically, and, you know, the, the PGA yeah, the majors of and all that right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, the Masters is, like, the one that every year – it's like, you know, I could miss some of the other majors, and it, it's fine. It is – it's not going to make or break me. Uh, I'm enthralled with the Masters. It just, like, every time it comes big around – Thank you. I've been working on my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, you been playing Wordle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't. I don't play Wordle. I'm sorry, uh, but uh, but it, literally every time it comes around, it's like it just draws my attention so deeply, and it's what I want to spend most of my time doing. Um, and I think it's because of the allure of the course of watching these guys who you know at the end of the day, like they work, man. They work hard to try to get themselves, you know, body in shape, mind in shape, to go compete at what really ultimately ends up being the hardest course. I mean, come on. One day it was 60 degrees. One day the wind was blowing 15 miles an hour. Like, right. you have no control there. It doesn't yeah. matter how good you are. So, unbelievable.
0: Right. Yeah, man. And it just it just talks about, like, the amazing abilities of these guys, right, and, like, the dedication that they have. And, I mean, I if you want to know why Scotty Scheffler is the number one player in the world and why he deserves to win the Masters and why he will probably win the FedEx Cup and just be the, the number one ranked ball for the rest of the year – on Thursday, after he was in the lead, he was also the last one to leave the range, right? Like they, they have a picture of him like on the range with the lights on. And he, him and his swing coach and his caddy are the only ones left. So like the guy after being like the best golfer of the day is also now putting in the extra hours after that, right? And that's what like – I don't know if all amateur golfers understand this. But like those guys hit like 100, 150 balls before they go play. Then they play golf and then they hit like two, 250 after. Like, I mean, and I'm tired after, like, maybe a round and a half of golf, right? And I'm like, oh, God. So, like, when people say, like, golfers aren't athletes, I, I always say, like, all right, go club. Go swing a club over 500 times. And then tell me how you feel the next day because your body will be exhausted. Like and your a semi-truck struggling. just hit me. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. R.I.P., R- 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 Dwayne. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk about that aspect. But uh, we're not going to here. We'll talk about Dwayne Haskins another day. Uh, but uh, all, all thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Um, yeah, so that took a dark turn, but anyway, uh, so the Masters, uh, it was an amazing tournament, man. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is really fun to watch. He, he, uh, he really whips it around when he's trying to cut the ball, which I think is awesome to see because, like, you can tell his swing is just naturally not that way, and like you can really tell what, what he's trying to do, and he's just always stone faced and emotionless, which is a really good thing, right? Like, he died, like again. I couldn't tell the moment really got to him until 18, right? When he and when he was putting, otherwise, he was him. He didn't look phased, he didn't look like it was anything crazy. He just looked like he was going, he was playing golf, he was just out there, just enjoying himself. And and again, who, who knows what what was going on in his head? But at the end of the day, what I know was what was not going on in his head is like getting rushed with anxiety, right? Um, and on 18, the moment would have got the best of me, too, right this like this aspect and, and like like i said bubba watson once said like uh i i didn't get this far in my dreams which which is an amazing which is an amazing comment and then and then sheffler said it yesterday too he's like I, i've never even dreamed this far right. right and it's 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 so awesome right um to just hear and, and see guys like that kind of win win the stuff but but yeah it was a, it was a great sh- uh example of like mental skills um and just just an awesome tournament to watch and and Another reason that I encourage people to watch or take up golf—it's—it's it's truly the game of life, man. The ups and downs, the ability to uh, bounce back when something goes wrong, and, and the ability to like not and, and like stay humble, right? Uh, one of those things where like even if you're having a good day, it takes one hole to completely ruin your round. Uh, just one, one event, and it's about like bouncing back. Like, like I said, like we said, Cam on twelve, triple bogey. The after that, one under. Right. So like, it's, it's, it's the game of life. Right. Again, one of us like triple bogey,
1: we're we're cracking. Yeah. We're (laughs)
0: cracking one. Yeah. We're, we're like, all right, the whole 19, you know, um, I don't recommend
1: anybody pick up the game of golf if you don't want to, because you were not lying game of life. You will live an entire life in four and a half to five and a half hours. (laughs) And then you'll go home and question what you did. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. And, and I said it in another podcast and I'll
0: say it again. If you're an amateur golfer and you're going out with your buddies playing golf, just remember it's a game, right? And and leave it at the course and don't take it out on the people in your
1: life. Right? I think you might have uh, said that here too because I'm pretty sure you started it with uh, don't be a dick.
0: I did say don't be a dick. I, just, <laughs> I didn't want to say it again because I was very aggressive when I said it that time. But, yeah, don't be a dick, you know? Uh, just – it, it like it, it, and, and you know i found out through playing wordle booby actually means a child or foolish person so all right so be... uh
1: we're going to wrap up here we don't need to keep doing this uh, um, don't be a booby <laughs> is there anything else you have on the masters before we wrap this up uh, no
0: nah, man my train's off the rails we're we're done here
1: yeah we got to we got to cut this off before somebody's <laughs> calling and we get canceled so
0: yeah oh yeah cuz I, I it's a bird man it's a bird. I don't have to tell you.
1: Dick Anyways, Sherry. everybody, uh, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. You know how to get a hold of uh, get a hold of us. It's mentalmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. I'm hoping in those next five episodes, we're going to put together a list here of questions as well. I'd like to get to one of those episodes. I think it'll be a good time. So um, please send your question in. We're probably going to be wrapping that up in the next episode or two so we can get an episode under our belt with some of those questions. Uh, So, again, mentalmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. I will post the link tree that has all the links for everything. Andrew will do it as well. Uh, Go visit his website. Stop by, say hi. Find him on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, He puts some really great videos out on Instagram as well, either just before or or during the week after the podcast. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out and check those out as well. And if nothing else, we will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you all later. Cheers.